Hello, and welcome to our podcast. We want to teach you stuff and make you laugh and also turn you on. I'm Sleeping Girl. I'm Cece. And we're the two hip chicks. So let's take a shot and get this show on the road to... Oh. You were jumping the gun, lady. Okay. Well, uh... Hot. I don't actually remember how we start this anyways, so... Well, we're gonna... We're we're... two hip chicks. No. 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 We are going to teach you stuff (laughs) and hope hope you play along. They literally, (laughs) these these people just heard that song. Right. Okay. I I have wine. Yep. I also have wine. I'm actually drinking. We usually take shots. Yeah. um, And we usually uh, drink them at the same time, but this time we're going to have glasses of wine and drink them at the same time. Yep. That. Very good. CC, that is exactly what's about to happen. We usually, when we are drinking wine, we usually this have... This is the longest intro we've two, ever done. To, uh, I drink red and CC drinks white, but I'm drinking CC's white because we're out of red right now. But CC doesn't own anything, so... Yep, yeah. that too. Yay. All right, cheers. Cheers. All right. Oh, it's delicious. It's pretty good, actually. <laughs> I don't. I don't mind this one. All right, let's get this party started. Woohoo! Hi, I'm Sleeping Girl. And I'm Cece. <laughs> this is our Two Hip Chicks <laughs> podcast. Two Hip Chicks where we have some alcohol and then talk about hypnosis and stuff and blah blah This podcast is not safe for work, um, and please don't listen to it while you're driving uh, because we will do trance during this podcast. Usually we clearly mark it, but, you know, whatever, talking about trance, all that stuff. Yeah, so you never know. Yeah. <laughs> Might just spring up. Today. Or spring down. Today, you guys probably have a better idea of what we're talking about than we do at this point. I mean, it's going to be something <laughs> something related to, say, S&M. Yeah. We're going to talk about, like, physical S&M and, like, maybe some emotional, the emotional you just have to context yourself. of it. I don't know. Look, what? What? Surprise. <laughs> that's what that's what podcasts are for us. Yeah, pretty Surprise. much. Surprise. So, Cece, we wanted to I just got this. off work. Cece got off work. <laughs> I don't know what. <laughs> you do it, are you? All right, fine. Go ahead. Tell tell the story. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's not. I had this whole planned out. Okay. All right. All right. Well, speaking of sadism, <laughs> I ruined your fucking. You totally ruined it. I was so excited too. I'm like, I had this all planned out. Anyway, <laughs> so yesterday. Yeah, 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 last night. Yesterday, last night, uh, when we were making, like, l- lunches and breakfasts or whatever uh, for our master, um, <laughs> I was telling Sleeping Girl how excited I was and looking forward to the leftover Kentucky Fried Chicken that was in the fridge. And, um, and you know, I was, I was probably going on about it for a little bit. Yeah, because, well, you had just had some fried chicken that was for disgusting. lunch. That it was, was bad. It was yeah. really bad. So I was looking forward to this really delicious one. And she really was and going then... on about it. <laughs> so apparently that's like bait or something for a sadist. I'm, yes. <laughs> and then Sleeping Girl's like, okay, I don't remember exactly what you said, but it was something like, oh, wouldn't it be horrible if that was disgusting? Or, or like, or yeah, did it taste it was, good? Or like, just something like right. that. Right. I mean, she was like, "Oh, I'm so excited to have this really delicious <laughs> KFC tomorrow," and I'm like, "Oh, wouldn't it really suck if that was if it tasted just as bad as ever?" Yeah, that was it. That was it. And I was just like, "Yeah, but it's no, 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 no. You can't do that. Right. That's so mean." Right. Okay. So let's fast forward to today. Um, and I even commented, "I hope I don't remember this." So. Which I almost, for the record, I almost commented at that moment, like, well, the fact that you're telling me that you don't want to remember it is just an anchor, you know, like, but, but I, but I held back. I was like, you know what? We're going to see what's happening. You didn't need to. We're going to, we're going to. You didn't need to. Right, I woke up, not. woke up, thought about the chicken. I, <laughs> between any calls that I got for work, thought about that chicken. <laughs> and I would, and would like, so think about the chicken and then like get mad at myself. For thinking about the chicken. Right. <laughs> so, so anyway, and then of course, you know, anyway, so fast forward, lunchtime, uh, heated it up and took a couple of bites of that chicken 
and it was greasy nothingness and that sucked yep it sucked and it was you know sort of kind of hot uh uh-huh. <laughs> also that <laughs> and okay so then uh then i went to take my shower during work or not during work <laughs> obviously on my break yeah and uh so i only had like a few bites though because i had to get back to work and they were gross and um took my shower and i started thinking about the chicken <laughs> and, <laughs> and I uh, had already kind of went into trance because Sleeping Girl and I set up this, uh, it was a gift at one point yep. that whenever I, I wanted or whatever, I could like shampoo my hair and it'd be kind of like brainwashing. So that's hot. That's hot in and of itself, quite frankly. And then I started masturbating about the bad tasting chicken. <laughs> yep. And anyway, so that's that's what happened. Right. And it was really hot. Right. <laughs> Amazing. You all were wondering, how is this story about fried chicken going to get sexy? And it kind of got sexy. No, it got there at the end. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was hot throughout the story. Yeah. I, I'm putting in all kinds of hot story parts. Uh-huh. You've just heard it too many times. That's all. That's your problem. So that's, anyways, a, that's a you problem. <laughs> so, I thought, so I thought this was like... A good... A, a, we really wanted to tell this story on the podcast. And B... We're talking about sadism because friend of the podcast, Gleeful Abandon, very kindly suggested this topic. And so, like, obviously there's a quality of emotional sadism there, right? Oh, like, hell yes. And <laughs> it's, and I know we just did a podcast on evil, and I know that we, we right. must have talked about emotional sadism in the evil I'm podcast. I'm pretty sure we did. Because, like, the whole idea of, like, just doing something for the sake of someone Do it. being uncomfortable. Yes. Like, sorry, I am a little, you drunk. can't, you can't bait me with star Wars shit right now. It's not, it's not a I'm good sorry. time for it. Um, <laughs> but like, so even when we're talking about physical sadism, which we can talk plenty about, CC and I are both, you know, experienced in impact stuff and other physically. I'm a pretty heavy masochist, quite frankly. Yeah. <laughs> I, we used to do more of it. I mean, we don't do a ton of it nowadays, but. Um, but there's elements in physical sadism in a lot that we do. And even when we're talking about physical sadism, like there's qualities of emotional S&M involved Always. in taking physical sadism, from what I would say. Like even if you're doing just a straight impact scene, the top by nature of being sadistic, by nature of deriving enjoyment from somebody's pain, it's, you know, everybody gets different... Um, like stuff out of doing sure that's S&M. true There's that's true people like reactions people like you know when someone is giggling from pain or whatever um but to say that like physical s&m and emotional s&m are like two completely different things ah, i don't yeah, think yeah, you yeah. can really do it um even if you're like your idea of causing inflicting physical pain on someone is about making them happy there's an emotional quality to that. And maybe sure. you wouldn't call it emotional sadism, but it's related. There's an emotional quality to the physical things that we do with each sure, other. Sure, so. sure, absolutely. So, yeah, that's my spiel, I guess. Uh, well, and then when you're dealing with S&M physical uh, sadism, masochism, uh, and hypnosis, uh, you're, like, totally dealing with, like, right. brain elements and, and everything as well. Right. So, um, I mean, yeah, no, it's always... Honestly, they're always intertwined. Right. Um, it's kind of like the idea of like... If there's physical masochism or sadism masochism, then they're intertwined. Yeah. I just want to clarify that. Yeah. Obviously, the other way around, and not it's, necessary. Like, it's kind of like... I know we've talked a little bit recently-ish about the idea of modalities and kind of like trying to expand on the idea of modalities to say that like even something that you would like sort of more classically identify as like a visual fixation or a visual induction has qualities from all other places like you know if you're swinging a pocket watch in front of someone's eyes clearly there's a visual component but also there's components of like kinesthetic components of the person's eyes moving their sense of space the sounds that things are making you know all the other sensory inputs and stuff and of course the emotional qualities and I remember we were talking a little bit about the uh idiodynamics I think briefly which off the top of my head I don't remember all of them but the um 
but like that kind of idea that all of these actions that we take in kink and all of the experiences that we have are made up of like an extremely dynamic range of responses that we mm-hmm. have and, and ways that we can manipulate the way that people uh, like experience something in general or behave or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, hypnosis and S&M, I guess we should kind of like talk about like sure. how that happens or like what it is or how people can use hypnosis with sadomasochism and stuff. Sure. What yeah. comes to your mind when you uh, think of that? Well, I mean, see, that's the thing. Like, for me, because um, because I was so into impact, or am, but also was, yeah. before I was even into hypnosis, I was more, you know, I was into You're more impact. You a masochist, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm probably still a, ma- like, pretty heavy masochist. Mm-hmm. I don't think that changed. But, um, but with that being said, um, when you just add hypnosis you just add another element. So it's always harder. It's always hard for me to answer those questions of like, how does this work? And it's like, how doesn't this work? I don't understand the question or how it's a question maybe. Um, but I guess, uh, for somebody, um, well, I mean, uh, we can give the example, uh, sleeping girl and I did a scene once. Uh, I feel like it was almost random to be honest. We were sitting on the couch I don't know if we had just done a podcast or not. I don't recall. Uh, but we were sitting on the couch and um, I can't remember even if you started punching my leg or if I was a rag doll first. I don't actually remember which yeah. came first, um, but I absolutely became like a rag doll. Mm-hmm. And then you were like punching and it was just the hottest thing ever. And I was very much aware of what you were doing, but I wasn't like... I can't say I wasn't feeling it. Yeah. I wasn't, like, numb to it. Um, but I wasn't reacting to it either. Right. It was super, super hot. So, like, if you deconstruct that kind of thing... Also, I think that we just picked up, like, the motorcycle going by outside. Which, oh, sorry. sorry. That's okay. Um, but if you sort of deconstruct that, like, idea of what was happening, like... So, the... So the, whatever you're ragdoll, there's punching, okay. And then like, yeah. there's the whole experience of like, there's these questions of, are you feeling the pain? To what degree are you feeling the pain? And how are you emotionally sure. processing the pain? And then what is like, what is someone's experience when they're being hurt and they can't physically do anything about it? And I like, sure. there's, there's there's like qualities of like, if you tie somebody up and you hurt them, mm-hmm. like that kind of adds to people's enjoyment sometimes because they, they're physically restrained and they can't stop you Yeah. versus like if you're hypnotically like a doll or if you're hypnotically bound or if you're just in such deep hypnosis that you can't move, then like what's that kind of experience like? Right. And, like how is that, you know, how does that change things, yeah. you know? And so, like, these are some of the questions that I ask myself of, like, that kind of thing. I've been in trances, like, I actually get a lot of spontaneous um, anesthesia in trance stuff, especially, like, right. deeper stuff, deeper trances, um, where I don't feel pain. Um, and oftentimes, like, my pain level is, like, lessened, okay. um, even if I'm not, like, completely numb or whatever. Um, and so, like, that's interesting to keep in mind. Um, people will talk a lot about, like increasing or decreasing sensation with hypnosis like the classic example is using like a dial or whatever yeah um but and and that's fine i'm not i don't like just me personally i don't tend to use a lot of the like control box metaphors Mm -hmm. um i prefer to be a little more loose about it i guess like i guess when i do that kind of thing it's more that i'm trying I'm not, like, having the person imagine their sensation level changing. I'm just, like, anchoring a different sensation level to my actions, I guess is how I would describe it. I mean, we're going to do trance about this in a little while, so that might come up. But, like, but, yeah, so, like, I mean, we also can kind of talk about, like, the idea of pain as a um, induction method, which I think is... 
that might have even been what that particular one was. Like I punched you until you were a doll. So maybe that's why I'm confused of which one came first because they came at the same time. I think that's probably. I bet that's that's what it was. That probably makes sense. I remember we were at a con a long time ago. I think it was like one of the very first charms, actually. Okay. Um, and I don't remember which class we had gone to, but it was um, right after the class. We went back to our hotel room, and I decided I was going to hit you until you went into trance, which I think we had done before. But what was new to me at that point was the idea of um, not just thinking of it as a single modality, not just thinking of it as being mm-hmm. kinesthetic. So we did a thing where I was slapping your leg... Uh-huh. And I was having you focus on different, blues, right? different, or something a- like yes. Yeah. So, so I had you focus on different aspects of the sensation. I had you focus on the actual, like visual, like what did your leg look like? What mm-hmm. did it look like for my hand to make impact? Impact? And what did it look like for your skin to like redden afterwards? And the sound, of course, like yeah. So I was like playing with all of these different things, and I remember being like, oh, this is like super fun like this is there's a lot in the toolbox actually for just a simple slap mm-hmm. of what you can do with and like what you can modulate and stuff and yeah that was pretty big I remember that yeah I also remember exactly which class it was after. oh really yeah oh wow it was uh uh I don't know their screen name then we shouldn't talk about okay. it okay okay yeah, we'll leave it out but we I remember you and I have been talking about doing an impact class for the hypnosis community yes. for a while. Um, we were actually thinking about doing it for the next, you know, when the real life one oh, was the real there life for the Charmed. Yeah. We I'm were almost gonna, positive it was well, for we were, Charmed. No, we were going to do it for Nihu. Oh, you're totally be, right. You're it was totally going to be right. Nihu and then, well, that didn't happen. But, but, um, but yeah, so we've been talking about doing an impact class and, uh, a lot of our, we were going to do a, a demonstration-based class, and uh-huh. it was, like, all about, like, me going back and thinking about that idea of, like, all right, what elements are there in impact that we as hypnotists can, like, take advantage of. Sure. And so, like, obviously there's all the sensory kinds of things, but yeah. then there's the whole, we broke it down into this concept of, like, if you take the idea of, like, a single moment of impact. Yes. What elements are involved in this, like, within the context of, like, how does your scene flow and how do you create intense moments? And anyone who's been to our rope classes recently will know that we have incorporated a lot of that material into us teaching rope because it's a very similar kind of idea. Mm Mm-hmm. So. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, like. Well, I mean, for impact in particular. uh, So let's say for that slap, right? Um. I mean, we might as well just... Yeah, go for it. You know, there's the anticipation of the slap, right? You don't know when, you don't know how hard. And then um, I almost feel like I'm uh, teaching an S&M class, which is interesting in and of itself. But then there's the uh, slap itself, so the pain, the impact. And and then there's the... uh, Well, I mean, depending on how the sadist does it, right? There's either they hold it or whatever and you can feel the warmth of their hand or there's the release and then you can feel the warmth of the the slap itself kind of almost like blood to the surface it's it's so fascinating and um for me as a masochist i've always said i love all the beginning parts and i love all the ending parts it's that slap in between that i just tolerate you know right um but yeah no so i mean there's definitely lots of different parts to it and I find for hypnosis uh like if ever we're doing something with that definitely like if well just I mean if you think about it right so like I'm even just doing it for myself right now and I'm putting my hand down so even just the motion of putting you know if you're uh hypnotist is is has a hand like almost like in your like face or whatever and they're putting it down on your leg you know like you're literally seeing the hand go down motion or whatever which is very common yeah for a um sure and i mean induction like you know well and especially like the idea of of interrupting someone's pattern i think it's probably yeah absolutely thing you know um we talk about pattern interruptions as being um usually like people talk about them in the context of like some sort of surprise and I, and like yeah. that's that's kind of important but like just the idea that someone is in 
some kind of repetitive thing or they're in a mindset that you can sort of jolt them out of and into a different kind of space. Yeah, absolutely. Any of those kinds of things are really useful to us as hypnotists. Um, and so if you think about, and then like, so as an induction method, um, I mean, the sort of like basic idea would be that you can either pre-frame this as being something that's hypnotic or you're talking about pain as an induction method before you even start engaging with someone, sure. which we would understand is like that would be engagement is talking about <laughs> talking about it as an induction method. Um, and like my whole shtick about hypnosis nowadays is um, the idea that hypnosis is all about like selling things to people and like. Um, so the better you are able to explain that pain works as an induction method, mm. I feel like that's a very effective way to hypnotize someone and make them understand like, oh, that when I hit you, it's going to put you into trance somehow. Right, right. Okay, um, I gotcha. You know, and, um, and, but like, just from a general point of view, um, the, we talk about subspace all the time, um, mm -hmm. like kinksters, that's like a big thing for kinksters. And we, people have said that like, subspace and hypnosis are like kissing cousins or whatever and um but like uh, arguably the same thing yes. you know in my mind I, I would I, say I, I mean even if you don't want to say that like it is the state of hypnosis there there is an acknowledgement that you can make that is essentially like well you know subspace is completely something that we use all the time as hypno kinksters this is something that's useful to us yes so it's part of our trancing you mm -hmm. know or can be mm -hmm. part of our trancing or can be something that we take advantage of and stuff yeah um, sure so like so yeah so so even just sort of paying attention being able to pay attention to when someone is going in and out of subspace is a useful kind of thing in hypnotic impact kinds yes. of things um and that whole idea of being able to observe someone's state and like noticing when they're going through shifts, you as a hypnotist, that's like very useful mm -hmm. because you start remarking on that and you start telling them like, you're going through a change. And the person's like, oh shit, I'm going through a change. I must be in trance. <laughs> um, and, and yeah, I mean, so it, it's a lot about utilization and, and like understanding like what you're doing that is changing the person's perspective on things or changing the pattern that the person is in or whatever. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So when it comes to the impact, I mean, um, what do you, what would you, uh, how would you want to do it? So would you want the whole thing, like, would you want the pain, the impact itself to be uh, the time of trance, so to speak, you know, where they go down or would it? I think that's like... Is that almost too... I think that's harder for people because they have to time it, you know? Like, mm. as a subject, as mm -hmm, a subject, mm -hmm. if somebody tells, like, if somebody tells you, like, you are going to drop when X happens, like, a lot of people yeah. have to do work in order to, to make sure that they don't drop before that, <laughs> you know? But, but it's real, you know? Like, if someone is like, I'm going to drop you, you know, you will go into trance when this hand hits you. Yeah. They then have to do all this work to not go into trance in the anticipation portion, which I think is probably one of the trancier parts. Like, because you, you have this opportunity of, like, okay, there's eye contact. Okay, there's, like, yeah. you know, breathing shifts and changes, and the people are, like, getting really focused on each other and shit. <laughs> like, that's, okay, that's really hypnotic, you know? Absolutely it is. So I guess how I would go about it is, like, um, so we're, we're talking about all these different parts of the processes, I would be very aware of what was going on, like, in the anticipation portion and, like, yeah. that's sort of initiating contact in that way. And if the person needs, like, I would be very careful about my language and I wouldn't talk about, like, they, they go into trance at a specific time. Um, but, you know, maybe I would use words like it, something would tip them over the edge or something, you know, mm. the, the impact would... Uh, it, be some kind of signal for them to go the rest of the way down or something like okay. even like presuppose that they're already going to be entranced by that point or something. Yeah. Um, my thought is, uh, honestly with impact in particular, I find typically 
it works better as a fractionation type thing. Yeah. Because I'm telling you right now, if the top or hypnotist, whatever, tells me to go into trance when they hit me, I mean, I guess it depends on how hard. Yeah. <laughs> but if it is, if it's a a quite sharp pain, um, I my initial thought is that it's harder for me to go into trance at that point. Mm-hmm. It would be more of a wake up. Yeah. Um, but with that being said, it we already go... know it's the opposite well, when you're slapping go... my face. Yeah. We so can... I don't know. You can go both ways with it. I mean, the, yeah. I, this this like everything else is a. Yeah, it's just a mixed bag. Like, you can just do whatever. Right, purely theoretical. You can do whatever you want with it. I mean, the other thing that comes to mind with, like, that kind of comment is, like, well, so then if I think of the anticipation as being trancy, um, usually the afterward, the after, like, the follow-through is trancy when someone is, when they're, when the the pain is subsiding. Yes. Is trancy because, like, the the quality of a sensation fading Mm. is naturally... Mm -hmm going to be something that people are going to latch Heck, I probably to. went into trance all the time uh, without knowing anything about hypnosis. <laughs> right. No, I mean, like, I seriously, mean, that's, that was yeah. that was probably the time. Well, and, like, so we talk about, um, I don't remember if I've talked about this on the podcast, but there's this idea, I've been reading this book, um, or I read this book, part of it, anyways, um, called Metaphors We Live By, which talks about um, the way that we... Uh, see the world and process through the idea of metaphor. So, for example, like um, uh, spatial spatial metaphors are very common in the way that we talk. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see, like happiness we equate to being up. We'll be like, oh, are you feeling down or whatever? And down means sad. Happy means up. And we have a, a shit ton of these kinds of metaphors, like embedded into the way that we talk and the and also the way that we think about things. Um, like, it's not just that we use them in our language, it's that our language is, like, naturally reflective of the way that we process okay. um, sure. thoughts and stuff. And so, like, hypnosis is, we have this sort of, like, metaphorical idea of hypnosis where up is out of hypnosis and down is in hypnosis, mm. which I think is, like, the where we sort of get into, like, really interesting things. Um, and so the idea of a sensation fading... Like hypnosis, you can imagine as being like a like a thing that goes from up to down. There's like a slide, you know. Um, and so, if you think of the idea of a sensation fading, that sensation goes from like being very intense to to like sort of coming yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's it, it doesn't necess- the direction itself doesn't really matter. Just that there is a sort of like motion range thing mm-hmm. that's going mm-hmm. on. That was a really long-winded way to say that I think that fading sensation is hypnotic. Yeah. No, it's okay. (laughs) But, I mean, like, that's the kind of stuff that I think about. Right. No, exactly. (laughs) And I I think it is, like, genuinely a trancy process to feel a sensation go from very intense to less intense. Um, And, and, like, that's something you can utilize. So the idea of, like, going and engaging with somebody with a, a single impact, the moment that you make contact, the hit kind of... The hit itself is something that sort of shocks them into paying attention or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then as the pain subsides is a moment where the person is going to relax. Because the other thing that's happening is that they tense up before impact. Um, and they, That might be what it is. They relax their bodies after impact Yeah, is what happens. Unless it's clear you're going to hit them again, in which case. And so we're talking about fractionation, you know? Yeah. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> Like no, that's, saying. that's what I was saying. Yeah, absolutely. No, but I mean, that's, of course, like you were saying. But, yeah. You can do it many different ways, and that's what's so lovely about it. Yeah. And so that's why um, um, I think it's I think it's cool to explore new things. Like, even people that, really? You're done with yours? Okay. Yeah, we're going to have to break the immoral um, drinks here. So, I just think it's... I don't know. Whenever anybody is into one kink, which is, that's fine. You know, of course that's fine. Um, but I just love the idea of exploring. I love the idea of exploring. You're drunk. It's, it's not, no, I mean, it's just like with the growth. It's just like with I know. everything. I think it's a very beautiful thing. And, um, you know, and it doesn't have to be hard. It doesn't have to be hard. Like I prefer it hard. I do. 
Yeah. But it doesn't have to be. Like, it could even just be a light tap. I mean, that's not going to do anything for me, but it might, you know. But you're not, you're just, you're you're not, not playing right. with CC probably. <laughs> right, right. So just, you know, calibrate, you can explore things calibrate and, and calibrate. With your partner. Yeah. Always. And the, the other thing I wanted to say about this idea of fractionation as well is like, so you and I, the rope class that we do at this uh-huh. point, we've incorporated this conversation about like the narrative of a scene um, and like shout out to Mr. Dream's advanced fractionation class. But like we sort of take this idea where um, we talk about a scene as a series of moments and, mm-hmm. and the way that we um, lend importance to those moments and it's the same kind of concept of like when someone is naturally going through a trance scene, they're not like at one level of trance the whole time. It's very dynamic and it's like based on like how they're internally processing things, how the hypnotist is talking. And it's not just when the hypnotist is like, okay, now you're going to go deeper and then they go deeper. It's that people go through these like shifts of how they experience trance throughout a hypnotic trance. Um, And that's really important. And so like in an impact scene, you're almost like making that more dramatic, like those, yeah. those kinds of movements more dramatic because you have this element of like pain <laughs> that is that is causing somebody to go through or shifts. discomfort or discomfort, discomfort. right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, that is causing someone to go through shifts and stuff. So, um, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, we're, we will BRB. We're gonna grab a little bit more wine. BRB. We've acquired more alcohol. Yes, <laughs> it's good. Yay! I almost clinked again. So. Well, we definitely should not both drink at the same time. No, it's fine. It's a silence, like. It's fine. <laughs> the, so okay. we were talking about fractionation. CC. I was trying to drink where it's closer so they could hear it. Right. But, but then you started going upside down and that yeah. doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> it was a problem. Yep. I didn't make a mess. It's fine. Um, so but then I slurped. We were talking about <laughs> fractionation stuff in terms of yes. trance, and we oh yeah, so we were talking about the idea that like an impact scene necessarily has like more elements of sort of fractionationy kinds of things, but not necessarily fractionation. Like it's why are you giving me those eyes? Well, because it occurred to me, we're actually talking about sadism and masochism. Yeah. We're not necessarily talking about impact. That's true. Let me finish my thought really quick. Oh, I'm so, sorry. Go ahead. So, I was just giving you googly eyes. So not... You sure were. They were eyes? Probably not googly. They looked googly. <laughs> um, but the, the whole idea that, like, when you're engaging in a scene, it, like... Fucking, you made me lose I'm so my sorry. shit. I knew it. I it's it's naturally going to be more dynamic because of the the range of sensation involved, and you may hit a point where like doing a whole shit ton shit ton of impact at once yeah. just makes the person go into really deep trance, and like they hit that. But like even that is just a part of the larger like ups and downs of a scene. That's hot. And the by the way the the sort of way that a scene can get more and less intense over time and bloody blah, 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 blah. Mm. but but so you're talking about there we are absolutely just mostly talking about impact at this point yeah i think which is like that's what i think of when i think of snm even though we engage in a lot of other kinds of we engage in snm all the time we sure do we're pretty snm centric yeah. in our relationship yeah your mask SNM- is heavy I'm a in our relationship so like what i know we talked a really well i want really... to talk about one more impact okay I'm okay sorry. all right fine go ahead well it's 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 probably known but i kind of wanted to focus on it a little because we all just we always just kind of mention to the classes or whatever that oh yeah by the way uh sleeping girl slaps <laughs> uh cc's face to oh, as awakener yeah. And I thought I'd just give a little quick information about that. So basically, uh, one day, <laughs> Sleeping Girl used the like little tap, tap, tap on Cece's face to waken her, and that's been our wakener ever since. That was but, from that was from good friend uh, DJ Pynchon, who did that with me, and then I was like, "Fuck it, that's great. I'll do that with Cece." I don't know if I. You well, totally, I'm sure. You I'm totally sure I knew that. that. It was a long time but, ago at this point. But then what we also discovered rather quickly, I think at the same moment, was that when Sleeping Girl hits it a little harder 
uh, Cece goes into deep trance right. <laughs> really quick. So it's, a, so it's a matter of calibrating, like, both intent and also, like, intensity. Yeah. Yeah. Excuse me. But so anyway, that was it. That's that's how the slapping yeah, of the face works. We've definitely in our relationship. We've definitely talked about that before, and like oh, have we? And I think that sort of like highlights the other point that like not all impact is created equal when it comes to doing hypnosis. It's not just that like when you hit someone a certain way, they're going to go into trance. And in in the same way that like when you give a trigger a certain way, it always works the same. Sure. Because like when you're doing impact, what's happening is you're creating these like anchors of what like how does this feeling of impact anchor to the experience that the person is having Uh so like that can naturally vary in the same way that all anchors in hypnosis vary it's it's not that you do a trait it's not it's not just input output there's a like ton of factors and yeah Yeah. so absolutely but but other kinds of snm yes other kinds of snm so we did a podcast a really fucking long time ago like four years ago at this point and we try i think we tried to start that as a impact or a snm podcast and it ended up just being us talking about needles um, yes yes so we absolutely do needles uh yeah and that's hot it is good i don't want to talk too much about it because i know it's like okay we already talked about it a bit but needles are a really good hypnotic toy if people yes. get into that um if you're into needles or whatever i i wasn't into needles and then i got into needles yep. uh with hypnosis so there you go yep um and and now I do both. Whatever. Yeah. Um, but no, for the most part, honestly, as soon as the first needle goes in, I I drop. Oh yeah. I mean yeah. The, the endorphin <laughs> and this is true for like all S and M, but like the endorphin release and the like chemi- like literally what's chemically happening when your body experiences pain is like a drug, you know. Yeah. And very conducive to hypnosis. Absolutely. Like Absolutely. Um well, that's one of the reasons, you know, all this stuff works knife, together so well. Knife play too. I oh, mean, knife play. <laughs> if you're if you're if you're doing cutting with it, like sorry. if or or other painful, scratchy things with knives, which <sighs> sorry. <laughs> I mean, it's great. It's very intense. Um, it's very intense. It's very lasting. Don't don't ever think oh, yeah. that just a tiny little scratch is not going to last for the rest of your life. Right. You know, it, be aware. Yep. Be aware. Yep. Uh, as always, um, we. I mean, you know, we started off by saying I'm a heavy masochist, so the end on that. Right. Um, but <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it, it's funny because you were saying in the very beginning how, you know, you know, physical and mental or whatever, emotional, emotional um, sadism and masochism. I mean, absolutely they go hand in hand. I mean, anytime I'm getting hit. There's always a process in my head, you right. know, like, right. um, there's lots of questions. There's lots of like, you know, the anticipation, like I said, is basically a bunch of your head going, you know, oh, how hard, how, what is it going to happen? Oh, mm-hmm. you know, um, so I don't know. It's all, it's all very, very mixed to get together. Yeah. Um, and, uh. And it's super hot. Yep. And why not? Yep. <laughs> like I said in the very beginning, why not? Right. Um, and you can do it with rope. You can do it with... Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, the, the S&M aspects of rope are one of my favorite parts oh, yeah. of rope, honestly. I suppose not everybody considers S&M rope. Yeah. <laughs> For us, it is. <laughs> well, right. And I mean, I mean, that's just like... if you're what that if laugh you're, was. Did if you hear that? That was weird. <laughs> If, like you're an anime doing, if you're doing rope, you have to consider that there's going to most, almost certainly going to be some level of uh, S&M involved because rope has a particular sensation and you have to be very careful to avoid pain. Mm. Like there's almost certainly going to be some pain, but like the rope that I do tends to be pretty sadistic because like that's a big part of what yeah, I get out of Yeah, you do those Guatemala. I don't. <laughs> I don't. Why would you bring that up? Just see me. Any, anyone who's a rope person may be familiar with the idea of a tie called the Guatemalan where you just essentially everyone who's ever taught me Guatemalan has done it wrapping really tight around the calf and it's you just wrap really tight around the calf for the sake of wrapping really tight around the calf 
That's. But if you're into that, it's totally fine. Yeah, it's totally fine if you're and into that. And it does that. hurt. It, it hurts a lot. It's it very hurts. painful. It hurts. It hurts quite a bit. <laughs> and you can even, you know, do other things to make you it can even twist the rope. Right. Can, like you can right. even make it more painful. Sure. That is not the kind of sadism that no, I like with my not rope. usually. I don't, you know, like, I I say all the time that, like, I'm not a rope as bondage person. And I'm not really a rope as bondage person. Yeah. But I am a rope as, like, contorting the body person. So, like, wrapping really tightly around one limb that doesn't affect, right. that doesn't affect anything mean. else, that doesn't really give me anything else to work oh, with. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Eh, it's not my favorite. And I'm sitting there for a long time yeah doing it which... i was also just thinking oh yeah no i thought i, no, I thought no, you were done no i am done i'm done okay i was also thinking about the emotional aspects when it comes to the masochist i really only know the bottom yeah masochist I, side well, it's of a things. valuable perspective so um but like the whole process right so like for me um like for example if i'm wearing a skirt or something i find it very very hot in fact to not be like if we're talking about like a dungeon situation or even just in in the private right i actually don't like to be totally right naked right um and it's not because i'm concerned about my body or or whatever it's actually the reveal that i find yes. very hot and the reason i find that very hot is absolutely because one i don't have control over being revealed and two um you know, and that's whether or not the uh, the top, like, lifts the skirt or whatever and reveals, or mm -hmm, mm -hmm. they tell me to, still don't have control over it. Right. Right. Um, and then there's just the embarrassing right. kind of aspects, which kind of lead to humiliation and so forth. And, and then when getting beat and so forth, it's also in a very kind of humiliating-ish place, right? Mm -hmm. Because... You are literally getting beat by somebody and then getting off on it. And, of course, you can emphasize that right. within, uh, uh, you know, the the type of hypnosis that you want to use with it and stuff. Right. So it can, it, can be, it can be ultra hot right. and, um, and very, uh, very sadistic. Yeah. So we're, we're definitely going to have to have a conversation about, like, we'll have to have, like, a part two of this where we go into the more emotional oh, S&M. Oh, gosh, it's later than I yeah, thought. Yeah, well, because, like, I do want to at some point go in depth about, like, S&M from the emotional perspective. Like, specifically, I know we talked about evil. I know we've talked about humiliation, but, like, really go in depth about it. But, like... Okay. But, yeah. I mean... Like, it just goes to show, like, there's so many different... Like, it's it's hard to divorce the two concepts. It really is. It really it's is. really hard to divorce the concepts. Um, so, the like, it's all stuff that I think about when I'm doing a scene, you know, from either perspective. Like, I'm very focused. I would, I would classify myself as, like, way more of a mental player than a physical player. But, like, even when I'm doing physical scenes, the exciting stuff is happening in my head. Yeah. You know, it's all the psychological stuff that I'm really interested in. Um, so. Same. But, yeah. Yeah. I mean, rope, we started talking about rope and I'm like, ooh, rope, rope is exciting. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. But, but you can add elements of like sadomasochism into almost anything and have it be a, then like an important part of your hypnosis stuff. Sure. Too. Like the, the moment you start playing with S&M as a part of your hypnosis like I was talking about anchors earlier, mm -hmm. then people start making associations with what pain is in regards to like, okay, when I get hurt, that makes me go into trance. Or when I get hurt, I was in trance the last time I was hurt. Or when I get hurt, this reminds me of that time that I was in trance and they were hitting me, you know? And so these associations get built and it can sort of naturally lead to this maybe like greater understanding of like, somebody's mental state is being kind of fucky when they're getting hit or whatever, Ooh, yeah, yeah. you know. Um, and that's just people's brains doing brain things. Doing hot things. Yeah. Making it easier for hypnotists. Right. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, and then there's, like, I mean, speaking of rope, there's, <laughs> there's all sorts of, like, weird sadomasochistic things you can do to people that are not necessarily 
painful but more uncomfortable which i would also classify as being uncomfortable versus painful yeah which i would classify as being um like a, a type of snm like i was i was thinking about putting rope between your toes you which, think that's just uncomfortable no i know that it oh, is painful okay. but also there's there's a level <laughs> of it's not solidly pain it's also discomfort Oh, there's a lot of things going on with that. Right. But there's a can, lot of mental things but there's going also, on with that, but there's, too. But there's, like, other things that you can do to a person, like, that that are that level of discomfort, like having them hold their hands in a weird way. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. Or, uh, like, being in a weird position, which could lead to pain, too. But, like, plenty of stuff you can do, like, over distance, for example. Oh, yeah. Um, sure. You sure. know, I know a lot of us are playing over video calls right now. Um, but, like... Stress positions are great in general. I'm I mean, a big honestly, fan. I would say rope between the toes. So anything between um, the toes. If you have someone stick a blanket between their toes. I mean, yeah, I, I happen I to have just a blanket say, between my toes right now. But that's crazy. You're I like a crazy it. person. <laughs> but <laughs> no, but I would say like, no, like seriously, like, because you were saying like online or something, if you were to tell me, like text me or something, like even from the other room or whatever, yeah. put something between your toes and like kind of slowly drag it that's horrible yeah like that's horrible as far as i'm concerned because i'm very sensitive i guess mm -hmm. but also then there's the aspect of control there's still the right, right. you know Absolutely. which is is our bread and butter <laughs> of, of kink or whatever so and then um, like if you make it more hypno kinky it can be something that's that's not just the person obeying like willfully obeying but like doing it you know, hurting themselves or, or making themselves uncomfortable in such oh, a way. Oh, we didn't even talk that they about that. That they can't control. Um, like, that is just happening automatically. Cece's fanning herself. <laughs> okay. Having somebody... Because that's another thing you've done before. Yeah. And, oh, my God. That's just, like, one of the hottest things in the world for me is if, uh, like, Sleeping Girl or whatever, the top or the hypno hypnotist or whatever, tells, like, tells the subject to hurt themselves like very specifically um that is so super hot for me i don't yeah. i don't even know on what level entirely yeah. i think it's just like so many of my kinks in one ball <laughs> that it's just right. like so super hot right um and yeah so I mean, keeping in mind, of course, you you can only calibrate that so much and so forth right. because you're not the one doing it. But, eh, whatever. Yeah, I find it hot. Opportunity for practice. Yeah, sure. <laughs> sure, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you can always tell them to stop or whatever if <laughs> it looks like they're hitting themselves too hard. So we, I think, I think this is a good point for us to take a short break and then uh, get into doing some trancey stuff. Doing some trance. Some trance. Nice. Yeah. All right, BRB. So we just spent like 20 minutes uh, talking about talking Attack about on Titan. <laughs> well, in anime, in general. In anime, but mostly yeah. Attack on Titan. <laughs> yeah. And Which Kakaragi we, or whatever we will not talk about in this podcast. Uh, if, you no. haven't, if you haven't seen or read Attack it's on Titan, It's not really about sadism, it. you know. It's it's really not. Um, Kakaragi. So. Kakagurui. Kakagurui. <laughs> Kakagurui is interesting. It's about sadism. That. It, yeah, that is definitely about sadism. Yeah. And, Not a lot of masochism. Mas well, oh, some, there's, some, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's masochism involved. For some. For some. This is a trashy fucking show. It's pretty bad, yeah. <laughs> we're enjoying it. Anyways. We're trash. Uh, we are. We are trash. Um, <laughs> I'm actually yes. really quite drunk at this point, but we should, we should probably do some hypnosis. I mean, I'm already in hypnosis because of being <laughs> drunk. I hear that. That's the thing that happens. Like we were talking about anchors earlier. When you drink enough and do hypnosis, then you start drinking and... Do you hypnosis? Go into hypnosis. No, go into hypnosis. It's the same, in the same way what? that if you hit people and they're in hypnosis, then you hit them and they go into hypnosis. Is that right? I am so glad we are done with the talking part of this podcast. We aren't. Well, you're not. <laughs> I am, I probably. <laughs> Unless you were to have me do the talking. That would be new. I could have you talk yourself into trance. That would be fun. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> also that. <laughs> or I could just go right now. That would work too. <laughs> All right. Let's, let's do right. hypnosis. 
Hi. Hi. I have to remember that we're actually on a podcast and that I have to, like, talk so that people can hear me actually trance you instead of just me touching you and having that be the way that we communicate because, like, that's, like, a really important part of the way that we do trance is that level of touch, you know? Yeah. And so, like, I know when we go into scenes, that sort of quality of the way that I touch you becomes really important in terms of, like, how we communicate. And it's not just me touching you. It's, like, the feedback that I get from your body that I can, like, physically feel in my hands. And so, like, that becomes something that's really central to the kind of trance that we do. If we think of trance as, like, a way of communicating, then... It's like we're talking to each other using our bodies. And of course I'm talking to you with my words too, but just those small motions. And so then if we think about touch as being a communication method, right, just like that. If we think about touch as being communicative, then I wonder sort of like what kinds of things I communicate to you through touching you and what kinds of things Mm. you sort of glean from the way that I touch you. And then if I were to hit you, mm-hmm. what well, that would communicate. And we just spent a really long time talking about the kinds of things that we communicate through impact. Mm-hmm. You know, whether or not that was something that we were both conscious of. The idea of talking about communication through impact and what kinds of things that the, the top communicates when they hit somebody. Uh. And what that means. Uh. And so, like, when I hit someone... And when I hit you, I think about, what am I saying? Am I saying, fuck you, you can't do anything about this? Am I saying, I want you to take this from me? Am I saying, I want you to go deep into trance no matter what the sensation is? Am I saying that you're too far gone to be able to discern between different sensations? Am I saying that it's you know, too complicated for you to try to figure out how you're supposed to respond to something, so instead you just go into deep trance, and I could keep listing things off for a really long time, but Mm. but now you're really, like, deep Mm. in that sort of anticipation place, because I've been talking about that for a while. Mm. And I think it would be really terrible if I just didn't hit you at all, right? (laughs) You want it so bad at this point, because I've been building it up part of that sort of like rise and lead into the idea of like we're doing a scene now and you're deep 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 in trance at this point you look really good and I'm really turned on and it's really really good we didn't even talk about like hair pulling at all right Mm -hmm. that's right just like that and you want that hit isn't that a funny play on words? That sort of like drug reference and also the impact thing. You want the hit, right? Mm-hmm. Breathe. And. And deeper, 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 deeper. That's right. Very good. Deep and gone. That's right. Very nice. Ooh. Mm. Yeah, and you're still getting all the feedback from me. You still have that bit of contact that you can feed back from my touch, and at the same time, the feedback of, like, my emotional and verbal responses that you're feeling, like, deep sort of resonating in your chest in the same place that I hit you, and there's a nice little mark that you can't see. But you can probably imagine that sensation and the way that it feels to look at something that is fading on your skin, that sort of redness, at the same time that it sort of blooms and blossoms in the warmth and all of that. All of that. I hit you hard. That was good, right? Yeah. Yes. I'm going to take you up in a moment. We can talk about this. Okay. Now go deeper. Deeper, deeper, deeper. That's right. And then come up. Okay. Uh, 
Yeah. That was a thing that happened. Hot. That was really hot. Uh, uh, whoops. Hot. Uh, <laughs> I hope. It was good. It's fine. Words. It was hot. Hot. I mean, so that was a lot of like... That was hot. That was really hot. Uh, shit. Okay, so all the words that you said... Sorry. <laughs> Your voice is so different. Alright, go ahead. All the words you said about like... It's, uh, those were hot, hot words. Wow, CC is very it. fucking helpful. I know. Um, words. Also, uh, hair pulling is hot. I assume we didn't mention it. I, well, yeah, I thought of it and I was like, oh shit, we didn't talk about hair I pulling. I know, but you, but you like literally said that in the trance. Yeah, so that was hot too. Yeah. Also, the hair pulling was hot. Yeah. Also, the slap was hot. Yeah. Also, I really didn't think you were going to hit me. I know. I know. I wasn't sure. Because you're. I wasn't you're sure, honestly. So into denial. I you am. Are oh so god. So into denial. Oh my god, I love denial. And I'm so like, she's much. just like getting off on just not hitting me. Yeah. And that sucks so much because I want to be hit so bad. I know. And, I, well, I did, like, and, and she hit me. That's like, that's what's so. No, seriously, did you hit me that hard? Yeah. I mean, I can't see. There's like. Oh yeah. Look there's at that. like a mark. I mean, we haven't done it in a while, but. I didn't actually. I know. Think it was that hard. I know. It, well, I mean. I don't know what that means. You're in. You're in pretty deep trance oh, at that fart. point. That's fine. Good to know, guys. Uh, but, but like, <laughs> that's what I love about I'm so drinking. Doing hypnosis is that like I don't even know what I'm gonna do. Like I don't even know how I'm yeah. gonna respond. It's it's completely. I think it's hot. In the moment. Can I'm I like that? I'm just making the choices that I want to make in the exact moment that I want to make them. There's like very rarely some kind of like pre-planning stuff of like ooh I'm gonna withhold and then I'm gonna hit no I have no idea I don't know if I'm gonna follow through or not both choices are very good for me either I don't hit you and there's denial or I do hit you and there that happened and that was really good <laughs> the moment the moment that oh I said God. the moment that I said the hit and then I thought the drug thing I was like oh fuck that's really good shit oh no oh, oh yeah god I mean that that was But that was before the hit. Yeah. That's what I was actually that was, that was when I was really questioning, okay, she's not gonna hit me. <laughs> she just played on words. She's uh, not gonna hit me now. And then you hit me. It was good. It was, it was really hot. Good. But I mean there was like so there was a lot of lead up about anticipation and stuff. Yeah. And I was I was making the trance happen early. And like I said, like yeah. it's hard to not go into trance in a situation like that. So fuck it, just have the person go into trance. It's good, it's fine. Um so what was your experience of the actual moment of impact at that point? Because we talked a whole shit ton in the podcast about, like, that being a sort of, like, bring you up thing sometimes, and sometimes it's not a bring you up thing. Um, so what was your experience of the moment of impact in that case? I didn't come up. No, you certainly did not. Um, again, though, from my perspective, I didn't think it was that hard. Right. I made a mark. Yeah. So it clearly was hard enough to make a mark through my shirt. Yeah. Um, I didn't I didn't think it was that hard. So that makes me question <laughs> my sensitivity. Yeah. You know, during, during trance. trance. But I mean, we were really into the moment. I, I'm like, trying to remember really, how you we were phrased so fucking it, into though. It. Didn't you kind of phrase it as, like, you're going to go deeper or I might something? have. I don't remember. I definitely did not come out. <laughs> I think I think it went deeper. Yeah, I think so too. I just don't, re- but I um, I reacted to it. Yeah, like a lot. Yeah, it was a big moment, which is like, I think if I had one final thing to say about this topic, it's that sometimes, as a subject, if you're new to either impact or hypnosis or both, understanding that you're allowed to and able to respond in the way that you need to respond oh God, please to pain respond. Um, or just respond to everything well but no no, no. but like oh, oh, as, a, as a subject you feel like if you if you respond if you make noise if you move if you jolt or whatever oh, yeah, yeah. it can take mm-hmm. you out Mm-mm. it's not the case i mean it's a learning it can be a learning process to learn like you know if I respond, it doesn't pull me out of trance, or if I respond, I'm not doing something that's that's detracting from the scene mm-hmm. or whatever. 
Um, but like getting more and being able to get more in touch with your natural responses and understanding that they are a key part of a hypnosis scene and it won't take you out if you, um, you know, do them and stuff is big. Yeah, that's huge. That's my last thing to say about this. Huge. I have pretty big reactions when it comes to impact anyway. And, so and it's that, good to know. And that, that kind of thing where someone is like responding so openly is like great as a hypnotist. And like it really adds to like the energy and the flow of a scene when you see somebody who's like really into it. And like, yeah, you know, I mean, I like a totally non-responsive person just fine. Like, I really enjoy that. But I also mm. like when someone is visibly, like, you know, writhing or moaning or whatever the fuck right. that was. Is that what I did? <laughs> good was, Lord. I mean, it was a lot. It okay, was really good. Um, it's it's very <laughs> Back to that it's other very exciting. Statism. And like hypnotists at at hypnotists don't don't get scared if your subject is like moving around and being responsive. Like that's great. You can work with it. It's it's a part of trance. It's a part of your scene. So anyways, um, I think we're going to wrap up here. Just hit an hour. Um, thank you everybody for listening. This was a lot of fun. Um, we surely will have to do some sort of follow up and we'll talk about emotional sadism sometime. Uh, as always, you can, um, support us on Patreon. Follow me on Twitter at H underscore sleeping girl. Um, uh, you know, the podcast is where the podcast is. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, you obviously um, found it. Yeah. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> it will continue um, to be there. But but really, thanks for, um, you know, listening. And if you want to join the conversation, we have a Discord. It's quiet, but you can talk to other people. Sometimes I'm there. Yeah. The end. All right. Good night, y'all. Good night.